Lecture topic: The need for du'a. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء مخ العباده او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected on my kiram, brothers and elders. <coughs> when a person is going on some journey, so those who are close to him, near and dear to him, they're sending him off. So they will help to prepare him. They will help to take care of whatever he may require. They will try to do things that will make the journey comfortable for him likewise the person is sending off somebody that he will caution him look these are the places where there might be some danger be careful of how you pass these places or what you do on the road etc so for any small little journey in dunya also insan as limited as we are as limited as what we can do but it's human nature we take care of these things we are concerned about it that somebody who's going off on a journey he must go safely what will benefit him on that journey that must be acquired what will harm him he must get safe from that so allah taala put us into this journey of dunya allah taala who is arhamur rahimin the most merciful allah taala who's the most compassionate and kind And Allah Ta'ala who loves us more than we can even ever love ourselves Or more than we can ever love anybody Allah Ta'ala loves His banda and His makhluk Allah Ta'ala didn't send us in this dunya without the provisions for this journey This is a journey as well, we are on a journey of life And we have a destination to try and reach The destination is akhirat, jannat in akhirat Allah Ta'ala didn't leave us without the provisions for this journey On the one side, whatever is going to benefit us In the cause of this journey And which will be of greater benefit for us Especially to get to the destination and in the destination All such things Allah Ta'ala opened out for us Everything that is going to benefit us to the level that it was necessary for the journey like a person is going on some journey food and drink he can't do without that's something essential completely fundamental so that will be the priority that he will have on his list he will prepare for either he will carry the food along or where he's going to be able to acquire it that goes without saying so likewise there's certain essentials without which we won't be able to reach our destination those essentials Allah Ta'ala made first for us because without that we're not going to get there or we're going to have a very hard time getting there so Allah Ta'ala made salah compulsory for us Allah Ta'ala made fasting compulsory, zakat compulsory 
And then likewise things that will make our journey more easier, more comfortable in this dunya and bring that comfort and goodness in the akhirat. Allah Ta'ala granted us all such things via Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well. The various amal that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us, whether it is the sunnats, whether it is the mustahabbat, whether it is the various good actions that have been taught to us in the Hadith Sharif, all this will make our dunya also, the journey of dunya more better for us, more comfortable for us. And likewise, all this will enhance the comfort of Akhirat. All this will enhance the very essence of what we are here for in dunya, to acquire Akhirat. And just as a person is very careful not to do things on that journey, or not to go in such a way that can be very detrimental to him, he's checking that vehicle is all in order, he's not going in a vehicle that doesn't even have the brakes in order, that's going to create a major disaster, he'll crash somewhere. He's not going in a vehicle with the tires all worn out, that's going to become a major disaster for him. So likewise, when a person is in this journey of life, there are various dangers that lurk all the time, trying to harm him, trying to destroy him, trying to cause problems for him. Allah Ta'ala also made all such things haram and impermissible. Don't get anywhere close to this. This is going to destroy dunya also. And worse than that, it will destroy akhirat. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has made farz upon us, wajib upon us, and whatever Nabi Kareem Salaam has taught us, what he has given us, and likewise on the other side, whatever Allah Ta'ala made haram upon us, whatever he forbade us from, in neither of these things, neither in us fulfilling all the commands of Allah Ta'ala, and nor in refraining from what Allah has made haram, is there any benefit to Allah Ta'ala? Allah is not in need of any of these things. Our obedience to Allah Ta'ala doesn't increase His grandeur one iota. And Allah forbid if the entire humanity disobeys Allah Ta'ala, it won't decrease Allah Ta'ala's grandeur by one iota. Allah is not in need of the entire makhluk's ibadat. And neither is it that the obedience of the entire makhluk will benefit Allah Ta'ala in some way. Allah Ta'ala made things farz and wajib upon us for our benefit. Allah Ta'ala made things haram upon us to save us from the harm. Now a person, despite this being for his benefit, but he neglects the faraiz, neglects the wajibat, or then if he's just doing the faraiz, wajibat, that too sometimes in a haphazard manner, and then sometimes he's just more than content to just finish the farz and feel that I've done Allah Ta'ala a favor, but then the things that will enhance his life in dunya also, and more so bring the comfort of akhirat, all the amal of deen, the nafafil, the mustahabbat, feel that no need for me, I don't need all that. Only in dunya I need all the extras. But for the akhirat I don't need any extras. So obviously that's a major loss. And then whatever Allah Ta'ala has made haram, by refraining from that we save ourselves from the major harms. Harms in dunya, and worse than that is the harms of the akhirat. So all this is what Allah Ta'ala has made for our benefit. So among all the amal, everything, every amal that we have been taught to do, 
whether it is farz wajib that there's no compromise on it but every other amal as well whether it's on a mustahab level whether it is on the level of an adab an etiquette in deen everything has great benefit in it for us and the more we take advantage of that the more we are the ones going to benefit and the more we get involved in the things that Allah has forbidden the things that Nabi Kareem warned us against the harm will come back to us nobody else, Allah Ta'ala doesn't get harmed in any way Allah Ta'ala doesn't, his treasures don't decrease in any way harm, also we suffer the consequences so among all these amal that we have been taught to do which will benefit us greatly one very very great amal a very great amal is the amal of dua so every tasbih a person decides that too is a great benefit to him every ayat of the Quran Sharif he makes tilawat of and that all these amal they must be placed in the day for all these things there must be a ma'mul and a daily practice of tilawat of the Quran Sharif and this should be minimum one para of the Quran Sharif daily for non-khufaz at least quarter para daily and the more the better and likewise there should be time for tasbihat, for zikr there's so much of time for everything else whenever there's a lack of time it's only somehow for amal somehow we're just always too busy for some tasbihat we're just too busy to complete what tilawat we had set out to do that we set out to make at least tilawat of half a para one para somehow that just becomes we become too busy to finish that off become too busy to complete the recitation of Durud Sharif upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu wasallam that we set out a very bare minimum that at least I'm going to recite hundred times Durud Sharif daily and that is the very very bare minimum that is like the very starting point only like a person now just eating enough to just survive so now a person sets the most minimum target of at least 100 Durud Sharif daily somehow we get so busy we can't even complete that 100 Durud Sharif daily and then we get so busy we can't complete any Nawafil then we get so busy even the sunnat e ghair there's never time for it and then we get so busy sometimes the sunnat e is getting neglected as well and Allah forbid then sometimes Salat with Jamaat is neglected why are we too busy and Allah forbid sometimes the Salah is getting becoming Qaza as well Allah Ta'ala forgive us and save us but if we're not busy then we're not busy because we have time for social media we have time for so many things Allah forbid people have time for a whole hour two hours three hours on the phone and engaging in what not engaging in futile things engaging in haram so that busyness suddenly that's all disappeared there was ample time hours and hours for all this so this is what we have to now see where is our time going in and what is it benefiting us or how much is it harming us make hisab kitab of this so in any case one amal that Allah Ta'ala has given us which is extremely beneficial for us all these amal are very necessary very beneficial tilawat of the Quran Sharif time for tasbihat and zikr time for muraqaba and meditation pondering about our own death when my death will come what will be my condition at that time Surround thinking about it for a few minutes, three minutes, five minutes, very dedicatedly. This consciousness of death comes alive, then the heart will come alive. And this becomes a barrier between a person and sin. That what if my death comes now? 
These are things just for Ibrat. We should never ever look down upon anybody else and never think good about ourselves. Till that last moment nobody knows and can make any kind of conclusion for himself or anybody else. Once Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah he was there was some like a jalsa taking place or something. So he was still busy making wudu. He probably had to go out and he was now still making wudu. Now in the wudu khana he can overhear what is being spoken now in that gathering. So now somebody in the gathering was beginning to praise him. Probably he was going to give some nasihat or whatever. Whatever it might have been. So now that person started praising him. Now he was sitting in the wudu khana so he couldn't do anything about it immediately. So in any case when he came, so he came and then eventually when he could say something, so he said one line. And that one line is a very telling line. And something to always inscribe on our hearts to remember our own position. All he said to them, Pyaro mujhe pehle marne do. He said, Pyaro mujhe pehle marne do. Wait for me to die first. You want to talk all these long stories? What's the end result? Nobody knows still. How we leave this dunya, nobody knows. After you see me having left in a good manner, Allah knows best what's coming thereafter. But in terms of what goes on in dunya, you see me leaving in a good manner, then you can talk what you want to talk. But first let me go in, out of this dunya first. Now likewise, we sometimes start having great thoughts about ourselves, thinking very good about ourselves, but we have no idea what's tomorrow. And we haven't even made that real preparation for tomorrow. So now a person who will keep pondering over that, so what I was getting at is, these things are not mentioned for the, any other reason, just for the sake of Ibrad. What we said was where this digression came from, that our moth could come any time, and we have no idea when it comes, and what preparation have we made for it. Now when a person has become conscious of death, and that is the purpose of this muraqaba of moth, pondering over death, to create the consciousness of death, all the time, every now and again, obviously we are not of that caliber 24-7, we're going to be consciously seeing death in front of our eyes, but every step that something has to be said, something has to be done, then first moth will come in front, is this the last thing I want to say and go from dunya? Now that thing came to mind to swear at somebody, that if the consciousness of death is there, I want to leave this dunya having said this as the last line. I would feel good about it. Is this a good way to meet Allah Ta'ala? That the last thing came out of this tongue was some vulgarity. I want to do something. I want to look at something. Do I want to meet Allah Ta'ala in this way? What if my mouth comes suddenly? So just as an Ibrad, a while ago somebody once had asked one, well wanted to know what's, what's to be done of all. Some advice on the matter. He says, well they were burying some Buddy, so this person went in the cupboard himself and in the cupboard there were a lot of suddenly out of the blue a lot of insects so in any case they thought perhaps just by chance then there was a very foul smell in the cupboard somehow in any case they completed what had to be done then later on he says that somebody very very a very close person to the mayid Allah Ta'ala forgive all 
Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat as well. Allah Ta'ala save us from things that will harm us at the time of moth. So this person was very perturbed one day and because they were together in the qabr and both had said something, they probably, the eyes met at that time but everybody kept quiet, nobody said anything. So he now called him aside and he said, look this is very heavy on my heart but I wanted to say it to somebody, I wanted to lighten my heart. So what happened? He says, well actually this person passed away in an accident and I was there at the scene and he had been flung out of the car. So he was lying on the side of the road. So when I went to pick him up, he was face down. So his face had turned completely disfigured. Not because of any injury. The injury was not something that disfigured him. Completely in a different... And he says the only thing was, that very evident, was at that time because when the car, whatever happened, the door flung open, the door was still wide open. And the only thing that was blaring from that car at that time was music. Allah knows best, apparently this is how the last moments came, listening to that music. Allah Ta'ala make makhirat, Allah Ta'ala grant His special forgiveness to one and all. This is not something, as I said, not to look down upon anybody and never to think good about ourselves, but ibrat. That when these things, these temptations come, to fall asleep looking at some filth, to be listening to some evil, to be going to sleep, pressing haram buttons. Think about moth. So this muraqab of moth. This is an extremely important amal. To create the consciousness of death. Thinking about our last moments in life. What will happen when the last moment suddenly comes? Out of the blue, suddenly my body is gone limp. Suddenly my hand just gets limp. That phone fell out. And it fell out in a way it's still running. But whatever was on the screen is still there. But I can't do anything anymore can't even say anything, can feel the life ebbing out and now people have suddenly come in and all observing what's going on around here too and then the life has finally gone and imagine ghusl being given to myself and thereafter the I'm being carried on the shoulders of people the janaza salah being lowered into the grave and then the dark grave I can hear the sand being put onto those planks falling hard onto those planks and then it's all silent from above, but it's a dark grave under me. Now what's going to be the comfort of that time? What's going to bring that light in the grave? It's all the amal, the righteous deeds. And what's going to cause torment in the grave? That's the sins, that's the haram, that's all the evils. So now this, when this will become very conscious in our hearts and minds, Shaitan's full time job is to keep putting that waswasa, to keep whispering some evil. But when this has become very strongly in the mind, due to the daily muraqaba, daily meditation, then inshallah, at that time when shaitan starts whispering all his evil, this will come in the way, and this will become a big barrier between a person and sin. I don't want to leave dunya in this kind of situation. I don't want to meet Allah Ta'ala in a manner that I just committed haram. So in any case, this came in, that this too is an important amal, but what we had been talking about, what we started talking about, was a very, very great and important amal, is the amal of dua. Allah Ta'ala has given us dua. And dua, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem says, that this is silahul mu'min. Dua is the weapon of the believer. Dua is mukhul ibadah. 
It is the essence of ibadat. All ibadat, everything has its maqam, has its position. Every ibadat is very great. But then you get the essence of it. Essence of ibadat is dua. In one hadith sharif, Nabi Kareem says, dua huwal ibadah. Dua itself is ibadat. One is our condition. Generally, it will be just some casual dua. And we'll make dua when we have a very serious need. Then we'll make some serious dua. And that too, it will be a very limited dua. But why? Because I have some need. Whether that need is some health issue, whether it's some financial matter, whether it is some household issue, whatever it might be, some difficulty that has come upon me or come upon somebody very close to me, now I'll make some serious dua. And then maybe little bit longer than the casual dua. And other than that, other than that, well, everything is fine, so what's the need to make dua? So we make dua because we have a need. And the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala, they have a need to make dua. Like how we have a need to eat, we have a need to drink, we have a need to sleep, we have a need to just, we say no, we need to relax a little bit. Everybody says they need some me time nowadays. They need me time. What me time means, suddenly now Allah knows best where this came from. So all the time it was our time, family time. We heard about family time. Says no, everybody in the family all say that they, had, they need me time also now. So everybody has gone into their own shell, into their own world. And then that me time meaning me and my phone. That's me time. So that too is more than one. It's no more me alone. But not you. You can't be in part of this me time. You in some, whatever, the spouse, the children, others. You're not part of me time. Me time is two people, but me and the rest of the world through the phone but. So this became all shaitan's very fancy, all kinds of slogans and all kinds of new words and just, just to mesmerize us, to make us feel, no, no, this is all justified, it's all very good. Whereas it's all a trap of shaitan. So in any case, what we are talking about is that just as we have a need, we have a need for all these things, we have a need to eat, to drink, to sleep, and then we say we have a need to just relax and a need to unwind and a need to do all these things, those who are truly connected to Allah Ta'ala, they have a need to talk to Allah Ta'ala. Just as we don't get peace if we haven't eaten, we won't get that sleep at night if we haven't had a good meal. We're hungry, we can't go to sleep. And we haven't felt that little bit of time now, to, as we call it unwinding time, then we can't function properly. But those who are connected to Allah Ta'ala, they can't function properly if they haven't spoken to Allah Ta'ala. They haven't connected themselves again for that day in dua. Their dua is not for needs only. Their dua itself is a need. This is the vast difference between us and them. So if we don't seem to have a need, whereas we're full of needs, insan is, he is completely full of needs. Every bit of his Existence is totally in need. But yet we feel because now Allah Ta'ala's favor, Allah Ta'ala's fazal, karam, ihsan, at that given point in time, a person doesn't have any financial issue, where he is now in some hard-pressed situation, health-wise is fine, he's not in any pain, his family members, household are all okay, 
and everything seems to be going well. So I'm fine, I got no problem. So I got no problems, what am I going to offer? And that is the biggest misconception. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem says, Ta'arraf ilallahi firrakha, ya'arifka fishidda. You connect yourself to Allah Ta'ala in good times. And that good times you came from Allah Ta'ala. That good times also is not anybody's achievement. Or anybody's doing. That good time also came from Allah Ta'ala. But you connect yourself to Allah Ta'ala in good times. Connect him to yourself how? Ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Not because it's good times. I think now I can do as I please. Now suddenly I can go where I want to. And I can just conduct myself as I wish. Because it's good times. So why should I worry? No, those good times are also Allah's ni'mad. So now connect oneself with ibadat. And especially in good times with dua. Ya'arifka fi shidda. Then you will be recognized in your difficulties. Allah knows everybody all the time. But there's Allah Ta'ala's system. The angels, when they hear somebody's voice all the time, in good times also, now when suddenly his voice is being heard in difficulties, say, this is a familiar voice. Take this dua up. This is a familiar voice. Take this dua up. So the person who's connecting himself to Allah Ta'ala in his good times, he also has his challenges in dunya. Some issues come up. Allah Ta'ala will then take care of his needs at the time of his difficulty. So dua is not just something for the time of need. Dua is our need. Dua itself is our need. And there should be no day that passes that a person hasn't spoken to Allah Ta'ala in dua. Dua is asking Allah Ta'ala, begging Allah Ta'ala. And in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Call unto me, I will answer your call. I will answer your dua. Then Allah Ta'ala says, Now primarily in this ayat it's referring to dua. Allah Ta'ala refers to this as ibadat. That those who are too proud to call unto me, then they will enter Jahannam in a disgraceful manner. So it's like pride now that a person feels, what I need Allah Ta'ala for na'uzubillah. Why do I have to ask him? I'm sorted out. Everybody is coming to me to solve the issues. Everybody is asking me for solutions. They're coming to me for a loan. And all these, I'm busy sorting out other people's problems. What I must ask Allah Ta'ala for? But that is the biggest harm that we can do to ourselves. Where we feel we have become independent of Allah Ta'ala. We are totally from head to toe in need. Insan khuliqal insanu da'ifa. Ya ayyuhannasu antumul fuqara'u ilallah. We are all extremely weak and totally in need of Allah Ta'ala every breath of our time. So dua is something to be engaged daily. And not just in passing casually, but in a very dedicated manner. Deeply from the heart, asking Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, one is some dedicated time daily. Dedicated time. To beg from Allah Ta'ala. Beg for dunya and akhirat. Beg for dunya also. Allah Ta'ala has taught us this in the Quran Sharif. One of the most comprehensive du'as. A comprehensive du'a which has been described as encompassing everything of dunya and akhirat. And a very simple du'a. But unfortunately we make it also when we do make it without realizing what we are asking. And though we know what we are asking but 
our mind is not there, our heart is not there. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. There's nothing of the good of dunya or akhirat that has been left out of this. Every good of dunya and akhirat is encompassed in these very very short lines. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. Allah grant us hasana, goodness in this life. The Mufassirin have explained what is this goodness all about. So now a person in this life, he wants peace and serenity. That is part of the goodness. A person in this life, he wants rizq, halal, tayyib, rizq. That is part of this good life he is asking for. He wants good health. That is part of this hasana. In this, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, the Mufassirin explain that a pious spouse, so a person now is, many a person is asking for dua, please I want to get married, make dua. That is also in this. Asking Allah Ta'ala for a pious spouse. Person wants all this, whatever we can think about the goodness of dunya, all this goodness of dunya is included in Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasana. And wa fil akhirati hasana. Ya Allah, the azab of cover save me from that. That is part of the hasana of akhirat. That a person's cover becomes a garden of jannah. Part of the hasana of akhirat. That he, his hisab kitab is made easy for him. Part of the hasana of akhirat. He gains the shafaat and the intercession of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Part of that hasana of akhirat. Is that he enters jannah without any difficulty. Part of that hasana of the akhirat. Which the mufassirin have explained. Is to be blessed with seeing Allah ta'ala in jannah. Subhanallah, all this he's asking in Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam. Now what a comprehensive dua. Nothing of the good of dunya is left out and nothing of the good of akhirat is left out. So now, and this dua is one of those duas Nabi Kareem used to make after salah. After salah there were certain duas that were made daily all the time like the dua Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught Hazrat Muaz bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala an, and that too he gave it to him in such a wonderful manner he said to him first inni la uhibbuka ya Muaz oh Muaz I love you and then he gave him this dua now can we imagine with what zeal Hazrat Muaz would have accepted this dua and he said don't ever leave out making this dua after any salah la tada'anna an taqula fi duburi kulli salatin Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik wa husni ibadatik Allah help me help me to remember you Ya Allah you help me to become one who is engrossed in your remembrance now when a person becomes engrossed in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance what's going to be the outcome of that he'll become somebody who will be totally obedient to Allah Ta'ala so outwardly it sounds like just to be able to make some vigor verbally. No. It's total obedience of Allah Ta'ala that is included in it. Because the person who is totally obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he is the person who is completely engrossed in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah you help me, grant me the assistance that I need to become completely engrossed in your zikr. And when the zikr of Allah overwhelms a person, then ghaflat goes. And a person now is cleared of that ghaflat, and he's now, his heart is filled with Allah's remembrance. The last thing you'll ever hear from such a person is, I'm bored. Such a person and boredom, these are worlds apart. It's like trying to say, 
east and west can combine in one place somewhere in the middle of the earth that's how impossible it is that a person whose heart is filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala that he can become bored when a person is sitting with his friend somebody who he is very close to somebody who he feels very comfortable with somebody he really enjoys being in that person's presence and company so now after one hour they sat and they've been talking whatever and so on after one hour the person says I got to leave say, what's the rush now just sit down now still it's hardly we hardly spoke anything still still quite early after another one hour he's saying now I need to leave now he says well, don't worry about it now you're still going to catch it in any way it's already quite late you might as well catch it make it worth the while go later now one time and catch it one time now he just doesn't ha- he can't feel having had enough of this conversation of this company why? because there is this close friendship, this bond, this relationship so now in that one hour, two hours, sometimes people say the whole night went away and Allah forbid the whole night went away, they fell asleep before Fajr and made Fajr Qaza so now the whole night went away, he says but how come you didn't realize the whole night went away, he says no we are just so occupied in that conversation, discussion and the whole night went away whereas the night of a mu'min, a good part of that night is supposed to be for Allah Ta'ala in ibadat, in zikr, in tilawat but in any case now this person says how come that he says just that company was so great that conversation, that enjoyment of that whole night passed, you didn't realize it so now you ask him but in that whole time you didn't get bored you were just going on he says boredom, what boredom are you talking about? now he can become so attached to insan that hours can go past, the whole night can go and he's not bored of that company, he's not bored of that gathering of that conversation, that idle talk when a person has connected himself to Allah Ta'ala his heart is brimming with Allah Ta'ala's zikr then what boredom can come to him? because he's connected to that being who gives the contentment to the heart he's connected to the giver of peace and serenity he's connected to the khaliq and the creator of the universe that being who puts the sweetness into sugar and that being who has made that honey sweet can't he make that person's heart sweet who remembers him and is engrossed in his remembrance and obedience that Allah who has made honey sweet that Allah grants his heart sweetness without honey that Allah who made that sugar sweet that Allah makes his heart sweet without the sugar so now this there is no such thing as boredom thereafter so now this is the time when a person has connected himself to Allah Ta'ala if you look at the Ahlullah, the pious people they could spend hours making dua so the same example fits with that we can talk to people for hours and don't get tired so how come a person can make dua for so long? after 5 minutes we are already tired 10 minutes is too much and 15 minutes is out of the question this person is going on many present would have seen him on many occasions perhaps and witnessed his dua which used to go on for sometimes well over an hour well over an hour one dua non-stop and probably that to stop because now he had to stop so how can they make dua for so long? like how we can talk for so long because we, we have that enjoyment of that company but if we had connected ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, like how they connected themselves, then we'll be waiting now, when I can get out of this now, so I can talk to who I love most. 
And that dua will be then a pleasure. That, that dua is what then brings down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. That dua is what brings down what we ask for, what our needs are. We have to learn to connect to Allah Ta'ala. He is the giver of everything. He is the one who removes the difficulties. But we, ha- we are engrossed in so many other things. We don't have time for dua. We don't have time to do that which is going to bring us the best benefit. So dua, the time has already passed. This is what we need to now make time, make an effort on begging Allah wa ta'ala, also being conscious of the adab of dua. This is what's going to enhance that dua among the adab of dua very quickly in a minute or two. The commencing the dua with the praises of Allah wa ta'ala and Duru Sharif upon Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa an acknowledgement of one's sins and one's weaknesses and then begging Allah Ta'ala starting off with asking for the ni'mas of akhirat and for iman and the dini ni'mas then whatever our dunya needs are as well you may ask for dini, dunya needs as well Nabi Kareem Sallallahu he advised that if you need shoelace something so insignificant that to ask Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is the giver of everything ask Allah Ta'ala He'll make it happen for you. Though the system normally is that it'll happen via means, normally, generally. But the being that makes it happen via means is Allah Ta'ala. It's not the means. Allah Ta'ala makes it that the means become available to a person, that means become a means of his whatever ease and removing the difficulty. But why did that happen? Because Allah Ta'ala made it happen. And never to tire from dua. Umar ibn Khattab says, I don't take upon myself the concern of acceptance. I take upon myself the concern of asking. Accepting is not my department. So why should I get involved in something that's not my department? My department is to keep asking. That's Allah Ta'ala's department. To grant and how to grant it, what is the mode of acceptance? Because the mode of acceptance can be that what has been asked for, exactly that will be granted. Or in place of that, something else will be granted. Or in place of that, some difficulty will be averted. And if not, then the reward of that will be be saved for the person in Akhirat. And when he will come to the hereafter and he will see what has been stored for him in lieu of the du'as that he made in dunya, he will wish on that day that not a single du'a was granted on earth everything was taught for me in the akhirat. But we should ask Allah Ta'ala and one of the things mentioned in the Hadith Sharif the most important thing to ask Allah Ta'ala is afiyat. Safety, afiyat, afiyat in deen, afiyat in dunya. Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyah wal-mu'afat al-daima fi deen wal-dunya wal-akhirah. Afiyat in every aspect. These are the things we have to make dua. Dua is an ibadat, it connects one to Allah wa ta'ala, it's not confined, though that's the best thing to do, dua in the very formal manner, facing the qibla, raising the hands, and all the other adab of dua that go along with it, but even walking, a person will leave the masjid now, he's going home, but in that time, even just a short time to a little bit of that time, he can first talk to Allah ta'ala, and I'm going home, make everything at home very suitable and comfortable for me, make it a place of sukood and afiyat for me. Ya Allah, you grant afiyat to all those at home as well. He's going to work. On his way to work, he can be talking to Allah Ta'ala. Many a times the person is tossing and turning, can't fall asleep. But what a wonderful thing to then occupy the time with dua. Now people just toss and turn, looking at the clock, and now counting minutes, 
And some say now to try, try to fall asleep, they're counting sheep. But after counting all that sheep, they still didn't get one. So what they got out of counting sheep? But if he made some dua that's directly talking to Allah Ta'ala from the heart, while lying down, person is trying to fall asleep, so while the sleep is still not yet coming, how excellent to occupy that time in dua. And if that becomes the last thing that a person ends up doing and he falls asleep in that manner, talking to Allah Ta'ala, and if his moth comes in that condition, subhanallah. So everybody doesn't have that opportunity that in that last moment he'll be that conscious that he'll perhaps raise his hands also and make dua to Allah Ta'ala. A person is falling asleep, who knows whether he'll wake up the next morning. So rather than falling asleep, Allah forbid in haram, or in something idle, what a wonderful way to fall asleep, just talking to Allah Ta'ala from the heart. Allah, I'm going to sleep now. Allah, you make the sleep a means of great rest, such rest that becomes a means of refreshing this body, that I can then once again wake up for your ibadat, I can then perform salah, I can help others, I can take care of my tasks and needs. Ya Allah, you assist me at every step. He is now talking to Allah Ta'ala and falling asleep, making dua for his dunya, dua for his akhirat. What a wonderful way to sleep. So this is a very great ibadat, Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq, that we become very conscious of dua, we apply ourselves in dua. There are various kitabs on duas, we should try and learn them. Take, take the kitab, read from it, very simple compilations, Munajate Makbul, Hizbul Azam, something that's small also, some time dedicated to dua. This is a very great ibadat, very great amal, this connects one to Allah Ta'ala. And when one makes this a daily thing, then in the time of need, when one sincerely asks, Allah Ta'ala grants his need. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين ذكر بر في منزل دعاء موسیقی لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا الله
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا احدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هم الا فرجته ولا هم الا فرجته ولا هم الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان يا حنان يا منان برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كله ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما اعطيتنا اللهم اغفر لامتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر لامه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله او موست مرسيفول موست غريشس موست كايند موست لافينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله الله اوت اوف يور غريس اند ميرسي فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف ذا انتاير امه اوف نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم الله شو يا مغفره ان امتي الله شو يا رحمه ان امتي الله الله ريموف ذا بين اند سفرينج اوف ذا امتي الله اله العالمين ريموف ذا هاردشيبس اوف ذا امتي الله الله وي اكنوليج اول وات ايفر ديفيكولتيز ار ذيس ديو تو اور سينز يا الله الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف ذا انتاير امتي الله give us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah allah save us from those actions that bring down azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah uplift the difficulties and hardships of the ummah ya allah allah in particular our brothers and sisters in palestine ya allah allah out of your grace and mercy ya allah allah you remove their hardship and difficulty ya allah grant afiat to them ya allah allah grant afiat to them ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah grant afiat in their deen ya allah grant afiat in their dunya ya allah ilahul alamin remove the oppression from them ya allah allah remove the oppression from them ya allah allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya allah ya allah remove the oppressors from their land ya allah ilahul alamin give the oppressors hidayat ya allah 
Allah, if he dies, it's not decreed for them, Ya Allah. Ilahu Allah, bring up, Ya Allah, such a punishment on them, Ya Allah. And humanity till Qiyamah takes a lesson, Ya Allah. Ilahu Allah, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us a tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the things that are bringing all the despair and the despondency in our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all those actions that are bringing all the disasters in our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that are making us feel so miserable, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, it's only the sins, Ya Allah, that have made us so miserable, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Fill our lives with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have promised itminan through your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the itminan through your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our progeny till Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, from all the fitna of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. The fitna of the West, Ya Allah. The fitna of immorality, Ya Allah. The fitna of shamelessness, Ya Allah. The fitna of all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on Iman and Islam till our last breath, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is suffering, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all in dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are extremely weak, Ya Allah. Without your help, we cannot take one step forward, Ya Allah. We cannot survive, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. You safeguard our deen, Ya Allah. Safeguard our dunya, Ya Allah. Allah, safeguard the deen and dunya of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Allahumma kulla khayrin لكل مسلم ومسلمة اللهم كل خير لكل مسلم ومسلمة اللهم كل خير لكل مسلم ومسلمة إله العالمين يا الله يا الله all those who raise their hands to this dua all who asked us to make dua for them يا الله you grant each one's joys needs يا الله fulfill each one's pious aspirations يا الله remove each one's difficulties and hardships يا الله يا الله grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat يا الله fill each one's heart with سكون and اطمئنان يا الله يا الله fill it with your remembrance يا Allah, fill it with your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill it with your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are most in need of your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Free us with all that, from the, all the attachments, from the heart being attached to all the dunya, Ya Allah. Attach our hearts to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, grant us out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for, grant us that as well without asking, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب